here we are with the Ultimate Men's Podcast. Today's topic, who are you? Yeah, so who are you? Uh, what's your identity? And how do you go day by day to establish that identity within the world? I'm asking you. All right. Well, here's what usually happens. People usually define themselves by what they do for a living. So I'm a school teacher. I'm a student. I'm a bartender. And really, that doesn't serve you because, I mean, you don't spend your life doing your job. Your life is not your job. So you got to change that. 100%. I think that's, that's the biggest problem when, uh, when someone gets asked, who are you? Um, they, they belittle themselves and they, they kind of just go within a topic. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. You know, um, you're a lot more than that. Um, but that. So today we're going to tell you step by step how to find your identity and how to show people that that's your identity. Yeah, exactly. Imagine this. Imagine, you know, you grow up and you have this identity that you want to be. I grew up watching uh, Batman. I, wa- I grew up watching Superman. I grew up wanting to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I grew up listening to Ric Flair go, woo! And mm-hmm. it shaped my identity. So for me, it was I was going to be a somebody. Now, just imagine if you could choose your identity. What if Man, you could if just I could choose, choose my identity. Yeah, if I could choose my identity right now, it would be Superman. I mean, Superman has it all. He's got everything. And that's that's the number one thing I'd pick. And since I was a kid, that's probably what it would be. But, you know, that's unrealistic. Okay, well, let me ask you something. What if you went by that? I'm Superman, baby. I am Superman. Or for me, I am an athlete. And all of a sudden, you go about your day proving it. So what does an athlete do? An athlete basically trains every day. An athlete eats healthy. An athlete does proper recovery techniques. An athlete goes to bed on time. An athlete stays in shape. An athlete carries himself a certain way. It doesn't interfere with your work. 100% agree. So step one, establish an identity, identity for yourself regardless of whether it's real or not in your eyes. So how do you want to define yourself? Imagine you did something crazy. Imagine living your life like this for, let's say, 30 days. And you went with, I'm a legend. Mm-hmm. And that's how you defined yourself. And every day you did something legendary. So just to prove a point, you wouldn't eat for two days. Or you do 3,000 chin-ups in a day. Or you drive 24 hours straight. Or you'd go on 20 dates in a week. I mean, you'd be a friggin' legend. All right. Let me give you a, let me give you a small example. You and me have been on how many drives, like 24-hour drives, 36-hour drives, okay? What were you telling yourself in the car when you were the only one driving and you had to make it from Toronto to Florida? What was your identity for those 24 hours? I'm a machine. You're a I machine, don't, right? I don't You're stop a machine. Nothing shakes me. I and did you live by that? Did you live by that? Well, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, you didn't stop once. And the only time you stopped was at one rest station, and we slept in, in Hotel Ford, right? We slept in the car. Hotel Ford. <laughs> yeah, it was. Right? It so when you establish cool your that. identity, when you establish identity and, and you believe that and you really just live that, there's no limit. You actually become that. Exactly. So the first thing is establish that identity regardless of whether it's real or not in your eyes. you got to start someplace. Step number two. Find evidence to support your chosen identity. Here's the thing. You're always going to move towards what you focus on. All right. I agree. So, you, give, you give the example of an athlete, right? And, and you can give the example about anything. 
um, if you're if you're choosing an identity uh, and you can every day you tell yourself that's what you're going to be focusing on, you're going to end up doing those necessary steps. Right. Like you said, recovery techniques, eating properly. Right. Well, here's the thing. OK, so if I say I'm an athlete and I compare myself to give me a pro athlete right now in the, in the circuit, doesn't matter. Who uh, Le- it is. LeBron James. OK, so. Obviously, I don't compare to LeBron James. He is one of the best basketball players ever. I'm not. But here's one thing. If you call, I call it apples for apples, I don't miss a workout ever. Let mm-hmm. me ask you something. Does LeBron? Nope. Okay. I'm always on point with food. Always. Is LeBron? He's probably always on point. Probably. You never know, though. I mean, there's a point in time where he gained a little bit of weight and he said, I got to get into shape for the season. You know that. And he started taking pictures of his food and doing stuff and getting totally focused on his plan. Let me ask you something. I never cave into any temptation ever. Does LeBron? Probably not. No, he's focused. Okay. I focus on my recovery technique. So I use the compression stuff for my legs, for my upper body. Does LeBron? Guaranteed. Okay. So here's the thing. Apples for apples. I'm an athlete. I'm no different from LeBron James, at least on that level. Agreed? Agreed. And you're a completely different athlete in a completely different sport. But the bottom line is if you think you're an athlete, you act like an athlete, like you're saying, you're, you're, you're acting like an athlete just exactly as one of the best ones ever. Right. So it comes back to you'll always move towards what you focus on. If you come up with this identity and you can't find the evidence, create it daily. And it doesn't have to be something big, but what it has to be is something consistent. It has to be something consistent within that uh, identity, right? Just like you said. Good. Number three, step number three, own that identity. Everything. Exactly. Yeah. Everything gets interpreted in a way that serves your belief. When you believe in that identity, that's owning that identity. You have to really truly believe that you're going to put everything forward uh, to, to achieve that identity, right? Yeah, I'm going to give you an example. Let's just say hypothetically, so I'm a machine. I'm an athlete. That's what I actually believe, all right? Let's say you took me and a person who was 150 pounds overweight, and we switched each other. I became 150 pounds overweight, and that person who saw themselves as a fat person was my body. What would happen in six months most likely? Because I'll tell you, one thing yeah. is certain and one thing is not so certain. So what's the certainty in six months? What will happen? Well, the certainty is you and me, if we switch bodies and we become fat, we know our, our identity. We own our identity. We're probably going to get fit within those however many days, six months. Matt, if it were me, I'd be training 24 hours a day I don't care if my joints hurt, if I had headaches, I would do whatever it took to lose that 150 in three months, never mind six months. I would regain my physique in six months, guaranteed, because that's who I am. Okay, so what would happen with someone who maybe is, under, is overweight and he gets your body for however long? Well, here's the thing. That person has been overweight for a long time. If you're 150 pounds, you've got some shitty habits. And chances are, they don't say to themselves, I have fat on my body. What they say is, I am fat. And when you own that identity, I am fat, you're going to stay fat or you're going to get back to being fat. 
So you have to make that shift. And there's a huge difference in that shift from saying, I have fat on my body and I am fat. Oh, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I mean, you can easily say I have some fat on my body. You know, I'm so critical with my body. You're critical with your body. The pros are critical with their body saying I have this fat on my body, but they never say I am fat. You know, that's your identity if you're saying I am fat. But mm. no one in the right mind is ever going to say that if they if they know what they are, if they own their identity truly, right? Very much so. So your interpretation of any situation is your experience. And, and, and that's what I'm going to say about that. I'm going to give an example. My dad, I wasn't supposed to be successful. And there was a point in time where I might have been seven, eight years old, and I was in my aunt's house one day. And my aunt looked at me, and she had a little bit of pity for me. And she said something to her friend who happened to be in the same room. They didn't know I was listening. But I was super observant. And she said something super offensive to me. She said, poor kid, his dad is a monster. And I hate to say this, but as a seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid, I haven't forgotten that. And I hated that she said that. I'm still a little bitter about it. Yeah, my dad was a bit of a monster, but boy, did I ever say this and it shaped my identity. I am going to be a somebody, number one. You don't have to feel pity for me. And number two, I'm going to be the best fucking dad ever. And, and I think I've done really well because of it. But again, it's your interpretation of any situation that is your experience. That's part of owning your identity. Here's what other people do. Other people use their story as a crutch. I didn't succeed because of my dad. I didn't succeed because I was born into a poor family. No, you didn't succeed because you're an insecure, cowardly little man with no balls. Mm -hmm. That's why you didn't succeed. Right. But people often use that excuse to kind of let themselves off the hook, so to speak. Okay. So what happens? Yes or no? I, I agree. I agree totally. And I think your story um, is, is one that can, is, is truly inspirational and stuff. Uh, what happens with someone who, you know, you're my, you're my father and, and you were a great dad to me. What happens when someone doesn't have this stuff to fuel them? How do they make their own, you know, um, uh, interpretation of something to, or experience to, better themselves or create that identity that they're going to, that they're going to try to achieve. Well, you go back to step one, you establish an identity for yourself. Exactly. With You become somebody, you become somebody. And then you look for evidence. Step number two, you look for evidence to support that. So you might say, listen, I'm going to be the best salesperson in the world. So how do you start with that? You make a hundred calls in a day. That's how you start. You find evidence. Exactly. I, the evidence is I made a hundred calls, right? Step number three, you own your identity because now all of a sudden you've made some sales. Why? Because it's in the numbers. If you make 100 calls, you're going to make some sales. You make 1,000 calls, you're going to make more, uh, more sales, more success. You start owning your identity. Number four, then you start rewarding your success to reinforce your identity. Exactly. Whether, so from, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, Whether you have a story or not, um, you, can, you can make this happen. Um, and the next step going forward is, once you do all that stuff, uh, all those steps, and you're, you're seriously into it, you reward your success to, to reinforce that identity for yourself. And how do you do that? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? How does one do that? Some people have different um, rewards. You know, what's yours? All right. So uh, for me, how do I reward my success and reinforce my identity? If I consider myself an athlete, what I do is I, I buy a fitted shirt so I look the part. 
I buy myself the latest compression boots so I can heal my body faster. I mean, things like that. That's what I do. Exactly. And it just, if when the moment you invest uh, money into something that moves you towards your goal, you're committed. I totally agree. And it kind of acts as like a little incentive, you know, like let's say you buy that shirt, right? You got super fit. You maybe you won a bodybuilding contest or maybe you just reached your goal. You buy that shirt. What happens if you get fat? You're not going to because you've held yourself to that. You've held yourself accountable. You know, you're not going to. You're buying a fitting shirt. Next time you're going to buy another one, another one, another one. It's going to keep going on, right? Well, here's what I also do. I throw away the shirts that uh, don't fit. Because you're never going to put them on again. Never going to put them on again. So I I don't burn them, but I get rid of them. Just throw them in the garbage. Exactly. And I mean, everybody else, everybody has their own kind of uh, thing. I mean, I'm going to give you an example real quick. My buddy. He started an online dating company or an online uh, dating coach. That's his company, right? Uh, he started a few months ago. Nice. I remember him me and he goes, man, I'm just, just really not confident with this. And all of a sudden, I said, you identity and you believe in that identity and you start making some calls, you start making it happen. Watch what happens. So the next week, the next few weeks, he's got five, six, seven clients at 1500 uh, $1, a piece, right? And, and he goes, Matt, I'm going to buy myself a watch for each client that I get. Right. Nice. So this is just a little example of how you reward your success to reinforce that identity. That's his identity. That's what he does. He helps people. Right. And, and he's rewarding it and he's going forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Step number five, reinforce your identity in meaningful ways. Everything you do has to be congruent with your identity. I'm going to give you an example. There's a guy named Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg at one point was the hottest wrestling commodity ever. When he stepped into the arena, fireworks went off. The guy's neck was huge. He would pick people up with one hand and slam them down. He did this spear. The guy was a beast. And if you look up Bill Goldberg now, he still looks the part. He's got that Bill Goldberg tattoo, the goatee. He dresses the part. He's a mean motherfucker. Just a mean guy. Still trains. He drives the motorcycle, the muscle cars. Um, that's his identity. He owns it. And everything you do has to be congruent with that identity. So that's step five. Reinforce your identity in, identity in meaningful ways. You have to basically, at the end of the day, after you get past one, two, three, and four, you it's it's pretty much step five is living in that identity living it right like you said bill goldberg he hasn't changed i know another guy who hasn't changed is you i know one person that's uh trying to establish identity and hasn't changed since they were five years old as myself you know you got to eventually just live in that identity and own it right that's step five all right you take a look at a guy like the black mamba oh kobe bryant kobe bryant that was his new identity Whenever he got on the court, he was lethal. And he needed that new identity. So it's not like uh, you can't just create it to become who you need to become. You definitely can. And people don't realize, why not shape it? Or are you going to let it be shaped by your job? Oh, yeah. and I, I, I th- or, by, or, or worse, or worse, by your mother. Yeah. I, think, I think one of the best examples uh, to kind of explain how you can have a horrible identity. It's not working out for you. And all of a sudden, things change is the rock. I know you know that story really well. If you want to share that really quick. Well, the rock sucks. <laughs> and everyone said it. 
Rocky sucks. Rocky Maivia. Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. And he just said to Vince McMahon one day, he said, Vince, let me just grab the mic one time and let me be me. So he looks at the crowd and he starts saying, Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. And he says, you know something? I'm your people's champion. And people went along with it. And he totally changed his identity. He is the number one moneymaker in the entire planet. Acting-wise, he just opened up his own. Uh, he just bought the XFL Football League. The guy has tons of TV shows. He changed his identity in such a massive way that if that guy ran for president, he could yeah, win. Exactly. And he was a nobody. I mean, people hated him, right? So it's like it's pretty easy to do this. This is small examples. If you follow these steps, you can make it work. Well, you take a look at a guy like uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro played a tough guy role. And he did so well with the Godfather. Part oh, man, two. seriously. Okay, Taxi Driver. You take a look at some of the movies he did. He became a legend and made movies based on his reputation. That's how people see Robert De Niro as a tough guy. You saw him. He's not quite the tough guy. He's just a normal dude. But he portrayed himself as a certain way. That I will tell you, identity. though, man, when I saw him at the White House and I shook his hand, he was a pretty serious dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. He, I think so, to some extent he uh, owned that character, owned that kind of guy he is. I mean, he's a good guy, but he's serious, man, you know. He, he owns that role. Yeah. Here's another guy, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the Terminator. That was one of his breakthrough movies. And then what ended up happening was when he ran for governor, he became what? The governor. Yeah. That was his role. That was Arnold. Definitely. Right? And he's a legend. You call, you call him by his first name, Arnold, and everyone knows who he is. Exactly. No, definitely. All right. Final, final step. Repeated actions towards meaningful results cements your established identity. Let me repeat that. Repeated actions towards meaningful results cements your established identity. Yeah, and I think, I think that's really important. It's probably the most important because, um, I mean, in my program, I, I kind of preach the same thing. And what it is is the 21-day the strong habits, the ordinary, the basics. You know, it's forming habits. It's the mm -hmm. ordinary that you need to focus on. It needs to be done extraordinarily, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the saying. I know you know this very well. It's not the extraordinary which changes you, but rather the ordinary done extraordinarily well. So that gives hope for everybody. You don't have to do unbelievable things. you got to do the regular things on a daily basis consistently, and you'll see how it adds up day in, day out. You keep the promises you make to yourself. What's your, what's your identity? What are the three things, four things, five things every day that you need to check off your list? to cement that, that identity and pat it down, right? You, you figure those out, you do them to the best of your ability. Sometimes in one day, uh, checklist number one might not be the best. You might not do it the best. Two, step two, you might do it super well, right? As long as you're doing them every day to an extent and you cement your, you cement your identity, you're going to make it work. Well, here's a question. What happens if you slip one day? What happens if you slip one day? You're good. Mm -hmm. I'm... You just, you just brush it off, brush it off, new day, move on. You forget about it. Exactly, completely. because if you, if you let that bother you, um, you're not living to your identity. 
Yeah, because here's what people normally do. They fuck up one day or two days, and they go back to their old identity. See, I'm a loser. I can't do this. When, in fact, what you got to do is just brainwash yourself. Just get rid of it and say, no, no, no. Let's stay true to this. And then it goes right back down to step number two. Find evidence to support your chosen identity from here on in. And you go back to the small wins. So let's end this here. Final uh, remarks. Tony Robbins said this. The most powerful force in the human psyche is a person's need for their words and actions take, to stay consistent with their identity. And that's how we define ourselves. I think that's well said. All right. That's a wrap.